So I've always had this like very ambitious hustler mentality, but I just happen to be athletic, happen to be gifted, you know, to do several different things. So like today I tell people all the time, I don't think the people who raised me would have been surprised if I would have been like a professional athlete or even if I would have been an entertainer. And they're definitely not surprised that I do business. I used to get in trouble at Boys and Girls Club for selling stuff. Everybody, what's up? Welcome to Born to Create, Anthony Rudolph here. Um, and again, for those of you who don't know, Born to Create is a simple concept, guys. If who or which one of you doesn't exist, you go out there and you create the life that you want. Well, today I have an amazing, amazing guest, Miss April Shalil from Dallas, Texas. So I've been, um, I've been following April's journey for a while and I was really impressed with the lady she is as far as the moves she's making in real estate. So I want to bring her to the show to share her story, share her background, and hope to encourage everyone uh, to go and create what they want and make their life. April, how are you today? I'm doing wonderful. Hey, everyone. It's, it's been a good day. Um, blessed to be here. Blessed to be a part of your show and excited to share some of my story with you guys. I, I appreciate it. So I will be uh, taking some real good notes. I have my, my pen and my paper here. So if I look down, I'm just taking notes. Okay. So mm -hmm. for everybody. So April, let's just dive right in. Um, so you started in business at a real young age. You came from a small town in Texas. So talk to us about small town life and how that pushed you to get into business for yourself. Um, small town growing up is, is completely different from living in the city. And I've been in the city for a while. I think my upbringing, upbringing, the lack of opportunity, the lack of inspiration in my city, just the lack of people that even just people who look like me, that are actually progressive and actually doing something, um, that always inspired me to be more and to, you know, honestly, I was just praying to get out of my hometown, to be honest. I got to get out of here. It's stagnant. That's that's how I felt growing up. I was fortunate enough, though, to have a father who was also very entrepreneurial. Um, he just didn't actually go past our hometown at the time. He just moved, like, at the age of 66 to another town. So uh, my whole family was there growing up. My dad raised me, him and his 10 brothers and sisters and amongst a village of other people through boys and girls clubs, schools, organizations, that type of thing. But for the most part, it was me and my dad. And he always really instilled in me, you know, this, this idea that I could be whatever I wanted to be. I mean, I was, I was seven, eight years old and he was teaching me how to speak things into existence. And so I've been, I've been kind of on a different wavelength for a long time. Wow. Wow. Okay. So then from, from there, you, you know, you were an athlete growing up, right? So be, being an athlete is, I mean, so I, I was going to, there's a lot of, I guess, pressure being an athlete, right? People expect certain things from, from us, um, but most people aren't prepared like you. I mean, you had a father who actually spoke, spoke into your life at an early age. Now, being, a, being an athlete and transitioning to business, how, how was that transition? Was it, was it easy for you? Was it a challenge? Because Everything's a mindset, right? So going from a small town to school to to uh, being an athlete, going to business, how did that transition for you? Um, honestly, I've kind of been a business person my whole life too. So like I said, my dad, like he was, he was like literally the real life Fred Sanford. I mean, I was seven years old, like sitting on top of refrigerators or like dressers in our front yard like waving at people and people would come and buy stuff from us and so i've always had this like entrepreneurial spirit i created a company with my cousins off obviously not a real legitimate company but in my mind 
at eight or nine years old, it was a company, you know, and it was called the Money Club. And it was like all about collecting money. And so I've always had this like very ambitious hustler mentality, but I just happened to be athletic, happened to be gifted, you know, to do several different things. So like today, I tell people all the time, I don't think the people who raised me would have been surprised if I would have been like a professional athlete or even if I would have been an entertainer. And they're definitely not surprised that I do business. I used to get in trouble at Boys and Girls Club for selling stuff. So it's just, it's just all, it's, I've always been this way, to be honest. So the transition, I think for me, the hardest part of transitioning from just into entrepreneurship in general had a lot to do with just faith and confidence and being willing to step outside of what was comfortable and to just do it. And although it was a transition, for some reason, I couldn't keep a job anyway. Like I would get bored and start doing my own thing and be still trying to make my own plans. And so it all kind of, it all kind of just lined itself up in the right way. Honestly, I think that it's just a gift. Yeah, it's definitely a gift because I mean, even me, I think at this time, I may have had maybe 50 different jobs in my life and I just couldn't keep them because, you know, it wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't bred that way. So mm-hmm. even though I went through that struggle going from job to job to job, I knew I had the entrepreneur spirit inside of me. Um, did you find it, did you know what it was when you're going through each job or were you like, well, I just can't keep a job or did you know that you were meant for something different, something greater? I, I 100% knew that I was going to be my own boss and I thought I was going to be, have this law firm. Like that was, that was the dream. That was the vision. But I knew from very early on, even in like before college, maybe like, right. Maybe in between that, I wasn't going to be able to work for anyone. Um, I was, I'm just, it's just, it just played out that way. So I always knew with these jobs, like I, sometimes I would get a job and I would know the date that I was going to quit. Like I knew how much money I needed to make to stay afloat and to be able to do the next thing. And I would like have like a month or a date picked out. This is when I'm leaving this job. So you had a plan already, already, already in motion on what you want to do. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then um, you, so did you go from small town to college to sports to real estate or did you make a stop uh, first in music? I, I know you're into music as well. Where did you stop for stop after, after college? So after college, well, so after undergrad, I moved back to Dallas and I had a job in collections. And so the sports thing is always there because my family is in sports. My brother, we have a company called Real Superior Athletics. We train NFL players, uh, over 200 Division One collegiate athletes, um, like the Heisman guy from last year. He's our athlete since he was in elementary school. Like my brother's been, he actively runs the business. I happen to be part owner and I help when I'm needed, you know, for something more business-like. Um, but so that's always been there. My dad's a coach. And so sports has just literally been our world. Um, as far as right after, right after undergrad, I moved to Dallas, moved back to San Marcos where I went to school at Texas state university, got into grad school. And then in grad school is when I got my real estate license. Um, but I was still doing several different things on the side. Even in undergrad, I was working, I was working three or four jobs at one time. I was selling hair, doing hair. I just, I've just always had this, this hustle thing going on. So honestly, I don't really have a, what, what I would call like a serious stopping point in sports or, you know, to get into music. Cause I started throwing shows when I was in graduate school also. And then I opened the music production company following. So, yeah. So in a company, uh, what do you do as far as production? Do you, do you, are you a singer, writer, producer? Like, what do you do exactly in music? 
Um, so I used to just write for people. And at that time I owned the studio and I would write and I would help artists and kind of manage them. I mean, I actually did manage an artist and do a lot of consulting for artists from a marketing standpoint. Um, my, what I'm just learning is that I actually can get on a track. I rap and it just, it just happened literally in January. Um, I made my, I wrote my first song for me and I recorded it kind of like out of nowhere and it actually turned out to be pretty good. Um, and so I'm working on some musical informative real estate material, um, as a result of it, not trying to be a famous rapper or artist or anything like that. Okay. Just, just do it for yourself, right? That's cool. Yeah, to market, to market, the, to market the real estate business. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I actually saw, um, it was this, this video, this, this broad video, I think it was, was it last month of this, this real estate rapper? Was that you? No. Okay. Yeah. Cause she, she, she was rapping about her real estate journey in her office and it went, it went viral. I mean, and so, but it was something unique because most people stick to the norm of marketing anything from real estate to shoes to the norm and not knowing that we have to think out of the box to actually get our brand out there because we're in an age where your brand is what helps you sell your services. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so I commend what you're doing. Um, and, I got a lot of questions on this show um, because I've had uh, about 12 shows. I've had all men, right? So, so you're, oh, wow. I, 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 I had one, one, one lady, one female and like, well, where are the ladies at? You know? So I'm like, you know what? I need to find someone who's, who's really a powerhouse making some moves out in the business world because it's, it's not just us. I mean, you guys are killing it too. Um, and then, you know, me following your journey and I, I, I saw what you were doing. I'm like, you know, let me reach out and just and, and, and see if uh, she's real. But, you know, you, you are real than real. So, again, thanks for being on the show. Um, so uh, going back to, so for me, I know, I don't think entrepreneurs are really born. I know, I know the spirit of wanting to do your own thing isn't ready you, but we have to learn how to be entrepreneurs and, you know, we fall and, and we, we have different hurdles along the way. Um, you growing up, it seems that your mindset is far advanced than most people. And it seems like you had that since you were growing up. Um, how, how did the mindset that you have now come, come to fruition? Was it, was it from your dad? Did you like read books? Like where did the, the mindset of I can do it come from? Um, honestly, just definitely my dad, my dad. I mean, there was no, there was no limit. My dad taught me very early on, Hey, this life is limitless. Whatever you want to do, you can be it. And you know, he, he literally spoke life into me. Like I tell people all the time, my brother would come home from college and I, I remember both of them praying for me while I was asleep. And I've always just had this, honestly, this high expectation also that was placed on me because I made really good grades in school. I was at the top of my class, had an academic scholarship, turned down a basketball scholarship. I was, I excelled honestly, not to, not to be an ego or anything like that, but I literally excelled in everything that I did. Um, just naturally. And it was at the time, you know, growing up, it was all fun and it was, and then somewhere along the way, um, I became really big on service. And because I became really big on servitude, my vision just shot through the roof and expanded and it continues to expand. And so um, I think definitely my relationship with God and him exposing vis my vision, his vision for my life to me, even though it comes in phases, it's, it's just 
it's mind blowing for me because I try to go to God with the highest vision that he's given me right. with the mindset that he's also going to do exceedingly abundantly above whatever I'm asking or thinking about. And so with that information, even at an early age, I knew that information in high school. Yeah. I've just always been on this, whatever I want, I'm going to get it. I'm going to be a trillionaire and I'm going to give, give away homes, which is my ultimate life goal is to be able to give away homes. Um, well, one of my goals life goals but different things like that I think service really really shifted it and just my dad you know speaking life into me and teaching me that being it's a blessing to be a blessing and that we are here to to serve others well I didn't know you'd come here come, come here and preach so thank you for that <laughs> that's yes that, that that was a good word so your dad had a major had a major impact on your life I'm sure I'm sure he still does right yeah most definitely my best friend uh, so you'll you'll when people ask me about my my background it's, it's hard for me not to mention to mention him because literally like everything that my character is because of him I love it I love it cool so most people would not turn down a scholarship to play sports why did you do that um Dallas was too close to Denison number one and um I kind of knew that I was a business person. I love sports and I'm an athlete and I was gonna walk onto the track team um, at my college and I just never did, but I was in the business school and I was, I was money driven, I was focused. Like I, I'm trying to get a dollar and bless people and change the situation of my family and create legacy. Like those are my driving factors. And even though I knew hardly anything about legacy or real estate at the time and how that plays a role, that was always my position. I got these people in my family and these are the people I want to take care of. I have I have 12 nieces and nephews. 12. So, yeah, and I've been an aunt since I was two years old and I have over 60 cousins just on my dad's side. And wow. so we have, you know, our generationally, we're not, we don't come from a wealthy place. Yeah. And I wanted to be, and I, I am going to be the yeah. chain in that. Yeah, wow. You, you, you leave me speechless right now, which is, <laughs> which is rare, but we'll get through it. All right. so. So you're going to change the scope of your family. So that's amazing because my goal is to do the exact same thing. Um, before we get to real estate, um, a lot of people are watching this podcast and they're thinking, well, I didn't, I didn't have what she had. I didn't have that mother. I didn't have that father or brother. I didn't have this family unit to keep me, keep me connected. Um, and I don't always think that that's, that's an excuse for you to stay where you are. And most people out there think that they're going through what they're going through alone by themselves, right? And they will look at you and say, you know what? April's had no struggles. She's had no adversity. She hasn't come against, come against walls, but I know that's not true. Um, how have you fought through adversity, fought through problems, jumped over those hurdles? What's been that driving force? Um, and answer that question, and then I have one more at that to follow up. Okay. Um... Can you repeat that? I'm sorry. Sure, sure. Well, I, I always match both of them together. So there was so 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 people watching this podcast think may think that your journey to entrepreneurship has been perfect, right? You you've had no hurdles, you've had no obstacles, you've had nothing to to make you want to quit, right? Um, they think that you know April has had a positive influence. She's had a positive father. Most people don't have that. Um, and I know on my journey, I've wanted to, to quit because things didn't work out, right? Um, so I was reading, I was reading about you, and you had a a a big commission deal fall through, right? Mm -hmm. Over over half a million dollars. 
um, for the normal person that would make them want to quit and say, oh, this doesn't work, right? So I just, want to, I just want to talk to you about some of your adversity that you had and how you overcome those adversities because I know, I know you've had them. We've all had them. Yeah. Right? So talk to me about adversity. Um, I mean, my whole life has been adversity, to be honest, you know, coming up in a single parent home, not having a mother present, not having a wealthy father. I mean, we didn't, we didn't have a whole lot. And so that, that plays a, a big role. And when people say familial, familial support, mentally and spiritually, 100% dad is there financially, not so much, you know? So like, just, just honestly, in my journey and being this real estate professional, I've been homeless twice. I've lost everything and gotten it back. Literally lost apartment, lost car, slept at my studio for months and had to get everything back. And so this game of entrepreneurship has been a journey of wins and losses for me. Number one um, reason being poor management skills. When you don't come from a background where you have wealth, yeah, I can have all this you know, ambition and this hustle and this grind and I can go out and get it. But if you can't manage what you're actually getting then it, it doesn't matter that's that's kingdom principle number one for me is management right. and so that's been that's adversity in itself and those are those are the situations that i look back on and like okay i could have done this better and i've become a better manager because of that um other situations i've been in just honestly real estate is, is adversity being a black woman in america in the real estate game especially on the commercial side of it you know trying to work that side that is that's a thing like i've been i've been harassed i've been i have people property management companies that owe me five figures today you know like i have been discriminated against i've been sexually harassed i've been insert i've been harassed by police pulled over six times by the same cop on the same street drug out of my car for crap reasons being pulled over and that's that's a whole story in itself and so adversity is honestly something that i've learned to excel at and when you you know we have we naturally have survival skills right so now i know how to take i know how to take 50 and stretch it for a week I get, those are things that I've learned through adversity. Nobody put me through college. I put myself through college. I worked three or four jobs on the side. I would do your hair. You came to my house. I would sell you a notebook. I would cater an event. Like my, my, the way that I overcame adversity has been grind because that's the only way I could eat. And so adversity has, has really, is really the foundation of why my dad was speaking life into me because this is where we come from she's got to be something different this one's got to do different so that's really the the shaper and then what keeps me positive during adversity is my upbringing and my relationship with god like without him like i would i would literally fumble because even when i didn't have the mindset is god's gonna provide for me god's gonna provide for me okay i have to be in alignment to receive these things that he mentions in matthew 6 and 33 all these things shall be added unto you but i have to do this and so the pursuit of righteousness plus you know my upbringing is what gets me through adversity because whatever god is taking me through in the moment i know he's got something better on the other side so when i lost that deal i'll be honest I emailed dude yesterday and was like, hey, did they close? Did they go through? Like, I've been still pursuing that just to see. Yesterday, like yesterday, yesterday, yesterday? Yesterday, emailed and asked about it. So I haven't, I haven't let it go up here, but at the same time, I've secured another, two other big deals, not as big as that one, but I'm still moving forward. And if you can, what, what, what I learned is that, oh my goodness, if I could touch this, oh, I could touch anything. Like I was, I was this close to like, changing everything about my business everything in general paying off student loans like i'm still i'm still in adversity like i i consider myself to be in startup now i'm not struggling you know but i still consider myself to be 
um, not at the highest level that I want to be. And the, the great thing about it is, is every day I get better, every day I'm growing. And so, yeah, I hope I answered your question. Uh, you far exceeded the answer. Thank you very much. So, so yeah, it's, it's about growth for me because uh, I feel if I'm not growing, um, I'm dying, right? And, and if in 2021, I'm in the same spot I'm in, in 2020, then something's wrong. I mean, right. I mean, it's about growth. I mean, for me, it's not about having all the money, the biggest cars, biggest houses. I mean, I can be in a one-room studio by myself. If I'm growing, I'm happy. Right. And whether then I'm in a big ass mansion and then I'm not growing and I'm just being stagnant, I'm not happy. So so but thank you for for sharing verse because you know a lot of people think that again they're the only one going through their issues or, or facing adversity in your life. And it's not true. Adversity is something that's 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 universal. You know, we all experience it. Um, and for for people like you to share, to share that, to share that, hey, you know. I'll be vulnerable and tell you, you know, I've stepped in my in my office. I've I've been homeless. I mean, that's huge because a lot of that's people. A realtor, like, what is that? <laughs> what yeah. is that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of people on a pedestal. They kind of hide the fact that they've struggled, and I think that I think more people fall in love with who you are and what you are because you because you're real, right? You share your realness. You share who you are. You share where you come from. Um, and it's, a, it's an amazing trait to have. Um, so let's right now jump into real estate because that's that's huge right now in your life. So talk to us about real estate, commercial, residential. I mean, what do you do in real estate right now? Um, currently, I operate as a real estate agent and a real estate investment consultant. Okay. And what that means is I can do anything that a realtor can do, but I have a focus on working with investors, helping people, like I said, build generational wealth, create legacies for their families. And I have a passion for helping communities that are being gentrified, um, helping thwart gentrification. And I don't mean not reshaping and re-identifying the aesthetics of the neighborhood and what it looks like, but helping more people to stay and be a part of that reshaping and redesigning of the neighborhood rather than just being pushed out of it. So that's kind of my, my biggest thing. So my company is called The Power Strip. And underneath the power strip is uh, two other companies and other partners that we have. So the concept of the power strip is that um, God provides, God is like a power strip and he provides an outlet for everybody to plug in with whatever their gifts, skills, and talents are. So whether if you're a TV or you're a lamp, you plug into the same source, but you operate for a different purpose. So our main umbrellas are real estate and finance. And then underneath the real estate side, we have partners, construction companies, lenders, title. And on the finance side, we have other partners, accountants, and financial planners, et cetera. <clears throat> but my day-to-day -day on the real estate side of it looks like me managing fix and flip projects for investors, creating uh, five, three, five, and 10-year investment plans for them, obviously doing property acquisitions, doing interior design. Um, and honestly, where I'm at with commercial real estate is I'm in a a learning phase and obviously in residential and real estate in general you're always learning commercial is just more new to what I'm doing and I see you know multi-family properties it's amazing investment for my investors and so that's what prompted me to get into commercial more and now I'm learning retail and restaurant and just different things but I, I've literally over the last six years had my hand in everything um, that you can probably mention is, and I'm just now getting into commercial. So when I say everything, I mean, apartment locating, luxury condominiums, luxury single family, traditional single family, managing real estate investment owned properties, REO properties, foreclosures for Secretary of Veterans Affairs and HUD and Fannie Mae. Like I was doing broker price opinions 
before I before I even had a real estate license. Um, and then I it's just it's just been it's been a gradual um, shift for me as far as my involvement in the industry itself and as I grow and learn more, God will reveal more to me about my purpose in this industry. Um, and even, and I, like, obviously I'm faith-based, um, even my vision and my perception of real estate is completely different from most realtors. Um, I, see, I see a biblical side of real estate and the priority of having dominion and ownership of property and even ownership of business. And so I've shifted my mindset about the industry completely. Um, and like I said, I'm very service driven. And so I believe in purpose, purposeful profiting. And so everything I'm doing in the industry, even with helping investors is based on a purpose of helping them create wealth the same way that I'm trying to create wealth. Okay. So you're doing a whole lot of real estate. So talk to me about your team. So is it just you or I mean, because what you're doing, it's like you can do it all by yourself. So talk to me about your team and who's helping you in the power strip. It's just me on the real estate side. My business partner, Jacob, he's a financial planner. Now he is a liaison for us for lenders. But if I need private funding, he'll help me with that. Everything you explain to me, you're it's doing me. on your own. It's me. And and that's and, and that's a problem. That's why I, I mean it's 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 a problem because it I'm leaving a lot of money on the table because I can't service everybody to provide the highest level of service. I got to let some people just fall to the side that I can't help. So I'm literally probably running a five person business as one human. That's, that's what I was thinking. I mean, it may be a problem. However, it's something that you you've taken on. It sounds like you're mastering and it sounds like, like you're not missing a beat. Yeah. You may have money on the table, but it, it seems to me that you're kicking butt out there. I mean, cause it, if, if you can do all of that, still eat, still sleep, still play basketball, still do music and still go on this podcast with me today, <laughs> that's just, that's just crazy. But I mean, because I'm thinking that you have like this, this, this team because you're doing so much, but that's, that's a lot of amazing work that you're doing and, and still be able to have a social life is, 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 is really crazy. You know, I started out. I started out by my, me and Jacob built the power strip together. And when I say built, it's, it's still us, you know, like it's, it's more of a brand when I say built. And I mean, it's God's business and it's not mine. Yeah. Um, the power strip itself isn't even an LLC. God's the CEO. The businesses that we have, my power strip property group, that's the business. But I, I brought on someone to help me manage projects last year. And she had just transitioned out of corporate America and it just didn't work out. Um, the, there, there, it requires a certain level of hustle and grind and focus and discipline to do what I do. And I'm that, I'm that person that's out socially, you know, when I, when I can be. But for the most part, I'm, I'm not. Any, it's, it's hard to find me. And I've been more active with networking because of commercial real estate. But I spend a lot of time just, just working. And honestly, I've, had, I've been in positions where I'm having to force myself to rest. And that's something that I'm learning is, is that it's, it's resting is a requirement and I'm doing it. But at the same time, the vision and my position in God's kingdom, he provides me with this, this extra boost of energy that most people don't necessarily have. A lot of people have to go through something to have that, that go hard. Like they had to experience loss or something that pushes them and that shifts them. Um, my, the 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 vision that I have requires it. You know, God is requiring me to do a certain level of work, but at the same time, 
to also be dependent upon him. So at the same time that I'm, I'm hustling and I'm working, I'm in a, I'm not anxious and I'm, and I'm very, I'm very comfortable and cool. And I didn't all, I wasn't always that way. There was a time when I was feeling very overwhelmed and I just had to, to give it to him and to realize, okay, I'm equipped to do this and whatever I can't do, you'll give me grace for it. And I don't think people look at grace and mercy and apply it to their business. But there have been times where I'm like, okay, God, I got to go do this, but I'm going to be late over here. I need to make sure that that meeting doesn't start before I get there and I'll get there and the meeting won't start before I get there. Yeah. Or I'm running late and I'll, I'll visualize what the meeting needs to look like before I get there. I'm having the meeting in my mind. And when I get there, what I pictured on my way there is what's happening. Yeah. And so it's, it's really... My team is me, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, and Jacob. Like, just being honest, that's that's the team. That's the whole squad. Um, I love it. I love it. I love it. So, <clears throat> the biggest thing is this: that the biggest thing is that um, you you've actually carved out a place in this world for yourself. I mean, you have, and it's you're in a space that most people wish they were at your age people are at 67 years old 56 seven years old and they're not even there um as far as where you as far as where you are um and most people let the stress of the world weigh them down every single day um and a big thing that i always hear is like is like you know anthony you know, why, why can't things be easier for me? Why can't my life be easier? My business be easier? Why can't things be easier? And for, for me, it's more about becoming stronger, not things getting easier, right? Because, you know, when you're in the gym lifting weights, you don't keep lifting heavy weights because you lift more and stronger you get, you go on to the next one, right? Um, so strength, um, well, I know where you, where you draw your strength from. We draw our strength from the Lord. Um, and if most, most people had that outlook, had that peace, had that, that rock to hold on to, I think people excelling um, will be better. People will be able to take on adversity more. Um, where else do you share your story? Where else do I share my story? Like, like with, with clients, with family. I mean, who else gets to hear this? this, this um, that's one thing that I haven't been great at you know, when you're, when you're in it, when you're in, it's funny because I've been blogging, right? And we haven't posted anything, but I've been working the blog. And one thing I'm telling them is like, dang, these vloggers, they have to be pretending because I can't stop to stage. And, you know, and it's like, I'm really doing the work. And then I'm not at a place where maybe somebody like Gary V or Grant Cardone is where they have this huge staff. So they can take time to just blog and add value and give out free information. Um, so people who spend time around me, you know, the, my construction guys that I work with, um, my friends, my family, they don't even know the de details of my story. You know, I did a Q and A last week. How, how does that work? Your family doesn't. Um, because at this, I'm, I'm very independent and private. I'm, I, I'm, I'm like, they would, if I, if they told, if I, they heard me say I was homeless, they don't know that. I, oh. That's where I'm going with like leaning on family, like mentally and spiritually, my dad is everything, but I pursue everything financially by myself. And yeah. so when I get to share my story, it's either somebody inviting me to talk um, or it's just the people that are, that are around that get to be a part of it, you know, with me and share the space with me. So you mentioned that you did, you did a Q and A. Yeah. On, on what? 
this just um, you it was it was mainly real estate um it was at an event last week called worship and word and it was mainly real estate questions about mortgages about homesteading gotcha. different things like that. so very real estate specific they asked some background questions because my dad came yeah. um but for the most part it was just very targeted on real estate information yeah so your dad a very pivotal person in your life um your your best friend what are the conversations that you guys have today? Like, what do you guys talk about today? <laughs> Ooh, so, um, becoming, cloning, cloning yourself to be like Christ is a conversation. Um, that again. What'd you say? That again. <laughs> yes. You said say that again? Yes, please say it again. Yes. Cloning, cloning yourself to be like Christ. Uh, taking communion three times a day seeing things in the spiritual before they manifest in the physical, um, the priority of God's kingdom and the, the keys and the secrets of God's kingdom. And those are our conversations. My dad calls and he feeds me, you know, like, and the thing is, I know when I'm off course because I'll avoid him. And I, I've, learned, I've learned that about myself, whether I'm off course spiritually or mentally. Like, so even during those moments, you know, when I'm, when I'm really struggling, I'll avoid him because there's a, I can't be dishonest with him. So for me, I have to, I have to, okay, I'm going to fall back on communicating with you. Um, but for the most part, when my dad calls me, he's going to feed me spiritually, add value to me. And we talk, we talk often, you know, but it's always, it's, it's usually about Christ and his kingdom and just spiritual. Like that's, that's where he comes from with me. And that's, that's, I can't, I don't, I can't imagine my, imagine myself as a business person without a relationship and a connection with the most high i don't know how to do business without god being involved in my business it doesn't work for me yeah so um i knew this was coming um i knew that you'll be talking about kingdom business um because like i said i was i've been following your journey and i i see i see the post um and it it's something that I was I was excited to do because you know it's it's not often on, on a business podcast people talk about their source being God their source being the Most High, um, and it's it's an important piece um, that that we have to recognize right um, the fact that you're embracing that is is amazing but I knew I knew it was coming so but thank you again for sharing um, so with the um, with um, real estate so well let's back up. Um, Walk me through your day because you do so much. From the time you wake up, tell me a day in life of uh, April Shalil. Um, I wake up. The goal is to make it to the gym before six, hopefully by five thirty. Okay. Um, I have a workout partner. We have good weeks. We have bad weeks where we don't make it. I stayed up till four thirty. Like on Sunday, I was up till four thirty in the morning. I'm like, hey, I'm not making it at five. Let's work out this evening. So usually a workout back home smoothie protein collagen energy vegan energy um blueberries bananas i have the same smoothie every day you're a vegan no but i like i don't do energy drinks but be there there's this gotcha. vegan pre-workout powder that i like i say i put that in there i literally have the same smoothie every day that i have a smoothie um it's called the i call it the purple haze plus some because I, I add it to something juice bar makes okay. um, then it's usually active property work and what that means is any project that i'm managing or any project that's under contract pending or about to close active property work comes first try to do some um meetings i try to i try to schedule my meetings early midday and evening like three 
Um, sometimes I have to do more. Um, just depends on where we are within a deal. Sometimes that deal requires me to go to a landlord meeting or I have to go, you know, drive properties, walk properties that are being rehabbed because I'm managing construction process with the contractor and the client. I'm the middleman. And so I'm at the properties, walking them, making sure people are making sure contractors are at work. Uh, I meet with my, my favorite contractor. He's, he's the old head. I, I admire him. I learn a lot from him. I meet with him at least once or twice a week um, just for questions, just to keep up and catch up because he's not as savvy tech, with technology as everyone else. Um, yeah, it's, it's a lot of work. Honestly, a lot of driving, going to properties, doing contracts, a lot of computer work, desk work, training. I mean, I do a lot of training stuff. So I try, hey, can you, I'm sorry. Um, a lot of training and um, trying to do classes on commercial every week. I'm doing a commercial real estate class, whether it's online, whether I'm listening to a podcast, I'm learning actively. Um, you know, I'm praying. I pray in the mornings. I pray in the evenings. I take communion three times a day. So that's happening throughout the day. Um, but for the most part, I mean, it's, it's, I do so much, like some days I might just be like, literally yesterday I was on the phone with Home Depot for three hours in my car on the phone, three hours. Home Depot for three hours, dealing with some appliances that didn't get shipped and trying to reorder them and talking to LG. Like that was a three hour process by itself, three yes. hours, spent several other hours writing contracts, calling title companies, calling agents, answering the phone for my listings. Hey, yeah, go show the house at this time. This is where the house is, you know, so it's, it's so much in a day that I don't necessarily realize how much I accomplished until I start flipping back through my calendar and looking at my to-do list. And I'm like, dang, like I just did all of these things. And I was even, I was telling my videographer earlier, we were looking at some footage and I'm like, I'm not realizing what I'm taught. I'm taught, you have me on video talking about multiple things within the last two to three minutes. Plus I'm on the computer doing all of these things at the same time. And so honestly, I don't, it, it's, it's, it's nuts, but I love it. I'm, I love my days. I love working. I love real estate. I love learning. I love my brokerage office. I'm with Rogers Healy and Associates. I'm getting fed there. They offer training. And so training is very convenient. It's like six minutes from my house. So yeah, my days are just depends on the week. That was one of my questions. And that question is, is that um, you do so much every day. Do you, do you feel like what you're doing is actual work? Um, no, I, I see it as, I mean, it's, it's work. Let me see what feels like work, honestly, is when I have to be on the computer. Okay. That's, that's probably the moment that something actually feels like work. Um, when I'm out at properties or when I'm in a class or when I'm networking and just connecting and meeting an investor, those are the things I love. And so that doesn't feel like work. When it's time to sit down at the computer and, you know, go through emails and do busy work, that's not my favorite thing to do. Let me, let me ask you a better question. So if money was no issue, you had everything you needed financially, you could take care of generation of your wealth, would you be doing what you're doing for free? <laughs> I do what I'm doing for free often. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah. I so, so, okay. So, so you love the work. <laughs> I love the work. I, I, I'll get in a deal or I'll help somebody with something because I understand the long term. Yeah. So I, yeah, I've taken cuts on a lot of stuff. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So as far as deal flow, how many deals are you working right now on, on, on average? That many? Um, I'm managing, I have seven projects I'm managing. I have one, two, three, 
three properties under contract, that's 10. Um, one property on the, two properties on the market, that's 12. And then I've got some pending offers that are out there that I'm waiting on. And okay. then I have a, yeah, so 13 maybe. 13, okay. 13, 15, somewhere around there. Okay, okay. You brought up a good point um, that real estate you want to, is about for you about ownership, right? Um, so why, why real estate? So why is real estate so important? Because people are thinking about it. People are considering real estate. People always hear about, oh, I can come in there real estate. And you can, uh, but it's about, about taking that action, right? Um, so how does a beginner get started in finding, locating, becoming an agent? How do you, how do you get started in real estate? Why is it so damn important? Um, real estate ownership is important because nothing on the planet happens without it. You go outside. If, you, if I stand up here in my apartment, I'm in my apartment. I'm in a building. I'm in somebody's property. If you take a step forward and you're out on the street, you're either on public property or you're on somebody's property they own. Um, I like to say in the beginning, God created the heavens and the real estate. Um, and that's, that's, that's just it. It's the foundation of everything. No business can operate without it. Every time a baby is born, that baby is three or four transactions. He's going to need a place to stay with the parents after he moves out. He's probably going to rent some apartments. He's probably going to buy a house or not, or maybe he'll rent forever. But that baby is four to five transactions easy. Yeah. So obviously he who owns the real estate controls the wealth, you right. know, that's, that's a given how to get started in it depends on which way you want to go. If you want to get started in investing, hold, start wholesaling or start saving money, start learning, start researching, edu get educated, connect with me, take my course. Um, you want to get started as an agent, yeah. up the courses online go hang out at a brokerage's office a lot of brokers will let you come in training classes while you're actually taking your real estate licensing courses um usually it starts with information it starts with the knowledge do the knowledge i kind of got i kind of got thrown into it yeah. um, i was just looking for a job i was planning on my i had, I had my quit date in mind and then i fell in love with it so yeah it's different for everyone but i definitely think starting with the information learn google google and find out what you really want to do yeah I was going to mention that I was listening to um, uh, Gary V. He was being interviewed, I think, by Steve Harvey. And people were asking, like, you know, what's the number one book that I can read to start my business? And he said, okay, I'll give you the number one book. I'll spell it for you. G-O-O-G-L-E. You know, Google is the number one free spot. You can go, you can learn anything you want. And that's the starting point. Of course, you want to get down and seek, seek a mentor, seek someone who can actually help you. You mentioned you had a course. What is your course? So I have a real estate investments basics course where I take investors through fixing and flipping, buying and holding. We talk about multifamily. We talk about short-term rental. I talk about construction and rehab processes. We talk about funding. It's, it's basics, you know, um, that everybody shows a little bit more than basic, but you know, I call it basics. Right. And then also wholesaling. Oh, you do. Okay. Nice. Nice. For yourself or for your four investors? I teach uh, investors wholesaling and I wholesale sometimes too when I have, when I have time, but I don't have time to drive for dollars right now. You don't. <laughs> you have zero time. <clears throat> so um, going back to your dad, your dad was the one who taught you, who introduced you to, to, to having a positive mindset. Who else are your mentors? Who else are you listening to? What, what are you reading? I mean, where do you go other than the words of find your inspiration? You um, <laughs> you said other than the word? Yeah. Um, 
I like Gary V for social. I'm listening to him when I'm trying to work on content. I'm a fan of Grant Cardone. Um, I like the Black the Black Wealth Renaissance podcast. It's some younger guys. They have a lot of value on there. Books. Um, one of my favorite books is called The Uncommon Leader by Mike Murdoch. It talks about leading and managing a business from Christ's perspective. So I'll be honest with you, it's it's hard for me to get away from books that aren't about the word. And so what I've been doing is finding, oh, oh my goodness, I'm, I missed it. Miles Monroe, my favorite speaker of all time, my favorite writer of all time, my favorite person um, following my dad is Miles Monroe, for sure, as just somebody that's a public figure. Um, but I'm reading a book right now called Down to Business by Ian Clayton. And it's, um, it's, it's a kingdom business book. Like it's, it's hard for me to get outside of that. Um, real estate and kingdom is a language yeah. and I speak the language. And so unless I'm trying to learn a new language, I gravitate towards that or it gravitates towards me. I mean, people, someone just, someone gave me this book. Someone just gave me a book called the great wealth transfer. I'm all about transference of wealth and it's kingdom related. And so that's, that's my, that's my purpose, you know? And so I, I stay within that um obviously i've read you know books think and grow rich I've, re I've read some of the common books the one thing by gary keller he's a he's the guy who founded keller williams the mm -hmm. most amazing real estate company in the world he's awesome so i've read some of the, the the books that everyone's into but i really like miles monroe i like tony evans i like i like people who speak the language of the country i'm from which is the kingdom of heaven so yeah cool there's a um, book i started reading um what's the book called um forget but it talks it talks about how um because i have a background also in real estate as well um it talks about how it was it was so much segregation back in the day how how african-americans couldn't get loans because because of the color of their skin and it, it's a it's an amazing book um and I, i'll find it for you it, it, it's essentially you, you'll, you'll definitely like it um but so i like to ask my guests to really talk about three key things that we can take action on today to get us to make that next step, whether it be business, whether it be personal, spiritual, like three action steps that we can move on right now to help us to get to that next level. So give us three power tips from, uh, from your mind. Um, first one, assess your gifts, okay. write it down, figure out what you're gifted at. Um, you do what you're gifted to do it makes everything a lot easier than you trying to do something that you aren't gifted to do. Um, so write down your gifts, be real with yourself, look at those gifts and what your personality is and what you care about and figure out your purpose. Once you have that, start writing a vision out, what you want to do with these gifts and how it's going to help you fulfill purpose. So those are my three things, gift, purpose, and vision. Know them, understand them and then execute wisdom by acting upon them you, you're ahead of your mind because typically it takes like 30 40 seconds for somebody to think about that stuff but you uh you uh popped it out pretty quickly so um how do we how do we find you i mean where you got social social website where are you right now so i'm on instagram um my instagram is april <clears throat> excuse me April Shalil, A-P-R-I-L-S-H-A-L-I-L. Um, you can also follow us at The Power Strip. But if you go to my page, you're going to see a bunch of different pages that you can follow that are associated with me. I'm also on Facebook under April Shalil Braxton. 
Um, and I'm trying to get better at LinkedIn, but definitely on Facebook and on Instagram. Okay, perfect. Okay. Well, thank you again for taking the time out of your busy schedule to uh, be with us. Uh, and guys, you know, this, this podcast for me was, it was different uh, because usually I have a lot to say, but I was pretty speechless with uh, Ms. April because she dropped some serious bombs on us today. Um, and I see why um, I was led to have her on the show. So what do you do? You keep pushing forward, you get up and you create the life that you want because it won't be given to you guys. You have to have a purpose, have a vision, write it down, execute. Execute is big. So uh, everybody, thank April for being here. Go follow her on social media because you will be blessed by her content as I was. So until next time, guys, keep creating, keep loving and keep pushing. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye guys, thank you.